Political Thought would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the land upon which it is recorded, the Rwandri people of the Kulin Nation. This unceded land is sacred. It has and will continue to be Wurundjeri land. The water is also sacred, providing life and sustaining country. It will always belong to its traditional custodians. And the skies in which the creator spirit bundle flies will always be of Wurundjeri ownership. We also wish to pay respect to elders, those who have passed, those who are currently leading, as well as those who are, who are emerging, the future caretakers of this sacred land. This land always was and always will be unapologetically Aboriginal. that you were browsing oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> so embarrassing when people see your tabs open <laughs> well um um i'm looking i've been looking for a long time to get a new pair of sneakers and oh. i'm getting like really um obsessed with it so each day mm-hmm. i go and like look at <laughs> new sneakers right um i have no money so i'm not gonna buy any but running sneakers or like fashion fashion i don't run <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could run, but no, it's, yeah, that's a lot of my life is <laughs> online browsing, but never buying. Yeah. Do you know um The Real Real? Is that the podcast you sent me about, with, is it Dolly Alderson, I want to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's a website that sells like vintage designer clothes. <laughs> Sorry, so you did send me a podcast not. with Dolly Oldley, <laughs> and it's not the freaking high low. There was a that she's doing a new one. She's doing a new. Well, she's just. I think she's about, or maybe has just finished her new one. Her new one. It was like a series. Oh, okay, okay. We can talk about that later. Um, yes, I have her. Well, no, <laughs> I haven't. I definitely like mm-hmm. that rings the bell. The real, real, yeah, but yeah. also you know it. Yeah, I'm on the real, real every day. Yeah, daily because it's like. It's vintage, so if you're not there and if you're not seeing, then you miss it. Yeah, that's true. It's like a one-off. It's a real addiction. But mm. it's like, I think the periods in my life where I'm like most addiction addicted to online shopping are like the most <laughs> spiritually depleted, usually. Yeah, no, that's definitely <laughs> me right now. Spiritually depleted. Like me yeah. on Farfetch, just looking from like <laughs> highest to lowest just <laughs> to feel something, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I do it because I technically never buy anything like mm. i haven't bought anything for so long <coughs> and then i went i this is what the most mm-hmm. fucked thing right so i bought <laughs> a bag i've been covering this bag for so long <laughs> you've been covering is that what you, the word you use that's the word um and i was like message she's like a small independent designer so i was like messaging her like when will you have more of this brown in stock blah blah blah, blah. she's like i will i've sent some to this website in new zealand 
this is them. You can hear, like, they'll do a drop anyway. So me waiting, like, for their drop, <laughs> they drop it. And I'm like, cool. And then it, it's been, like, now a month since I messaged her originally. So I was like, oh, I've got to do it. Like, you know when you kind of feel like you've gone through the ringer? So you're like, I'm going to do it. So I buy this bag. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, I just imagine, I'm just like, I'm going to get no use out of it. Summer's <laughs> over, fun's over. Yeah. I'm studying all the time. I need mm-hmm. an actual bag to carry my freaking books in. And I'm just like thinking about what I could do with this money. All week, I'm like lamenting, just being like, <laughs> why did I do that? Just like yeah. just regrets. Uh-huh. Get an email from the... <laughs> from the this designer. independent New Zealand company. So I'm no longer in cahoots mm-hmm. with the designer. Right. They're like, your package got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're so sorry. This never happens. Um, we'll just refund you the money. Oh, my God. It was wild. There was the like one week where I did think I was magic. Right. I also manifested the mouse to eat these bread rolls that I didn't want to have to eat. And I turned them over. <laughs> and there was little like little, nibble bites. there was a nibble in it oh my god there was one other thing i did that week as well and it was so funny because i was mm. like i hate how it only comes out in handbags and bread rolls but i really it really felt weird because do you feel like you're a psychic do no you have that no it was never like that it was just like me being like living my day to day and just randomly things yeah, and then everything else in my life went terrible the rest of the month. Like, I've been, had, like, the cold slash flu for, like, three times in the past four weeks. Coronavirus. No, I got a negative <laughs> test. All good. But I am on steroids and yeah, antibiotics. The steroids are a real question mark. Yeah, me. I know. I probably should have questioned the brand and doctor a little bit more because every other person has asked me. You're, like, going to a doctor, like, the one in my year of custom relaxation. Yeah, like, yeah. neck brace. <laughs> puppy yeah no he's definitely unqualified no no this <laughs> one i think was qualified i hope um but it's so wild so they mm. gave me he was like just take one a day for three days but they right. gave me a bottle of 20 <laughs> but you know what was weird i opened the bottle there's a cotton ball cotton wool ball in it and i go to my That's housemate scat. i was like i think i've just been getting cotton wool <laughs> and then i lift up the cotton wool and there's like 20 tiny normal? pills in there and they were like why didn't they just give you three and i'm like i don't know yeah it was weird but i also was really sick when this was happening I've so also i was just never like heard i guess of, that's normal i'm not a doctor but i've never heard of like uh steroids being prescribed for a cold mm. <laughs> don't say that <laughs> like ever <laughs> I thought you were going to say you've never opened a jar of meds and there's been cotton wool in there because that's <laughs> that never happened to me like either. That. It was so funny and I didn't know what to do with it. Um, and then, so I gave it to the dog to sniff, just like me. And then I put it on her head to look like a little fro. And then she like tried to eat it. So I had to put it in the bin. And then oh. later in the night, I was like telling one of my housemates, like, how weird, this cotton wool. And she's like, yeah, it absorbs the moisture. She's like, you didn't throw it out, did you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, because the dog ate it, like slobbered on it. And she was like, oh, okay. Wait, so, but I I feel like that just doesn't, surely if it's airtight or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It was there's, weird. There's a, there's <laughs> no need for a cotton ball. Yeah, it was weird. I also think maybe because the jar they gave it to me was quite big and the meds were quite small. Mason jar? <laughs> yeah, no, they wanted to like fill the space. I was like to... My housemate, because she had to buy it. Do you know what was the worst mm-hmm. thing about getting a COVID test? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of bad things and like <laughs> respects out there to people oh, with COVID so who have bad. died. But I couldn't do anything until I got my test results. So my the guy, mm-hmm. the doctor was like, okay, so go pick up these scripts. And then um, after you get COVID tested, I'm like, can I do that though? Mm. He's like, mm. I was like, can I get the scripts and then go get COVID tested? 
<laughs> and he was like, mm. and I was like, it's probably unethical, isn't it? And he was like, e-e-e-e. and I was like, it's okay, I'll get someone else to do it. And he's like, nice. yes, that would that would be better. And then I was like, <laughs> <What's> okay. <that laughs> it was just like a he had like an accent. Um, and that's then was, not to say. I was like, oh, okay. And then it was just chaotic because then I didn't get the. So then I had to send my housemate in, but then to the pharmacy. And I was like, mm-hmm. just say I'm getting a COVID test. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, technically I'm not meant to be out of the house. And if you're getting waiting COVID results, so she's like, I'll have to say I'm your friend. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then. Smart. Did any part of you, because you, I feel like even when you're like, it's impossible for me to have COVID, that's a part of you that's like. Oh yeah. I did the whole yeah. like thought process, but I didn't have it. I knew I didn't because. I had this sickness for like weeks and it just kept going away and then it would come back like a few days later, like way worse. Yeah. So I'm on like my third round of this like random illness. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably why he's giving me all these drugs because he's like, okay, yeah, you need mm-hmm. to just like, n- just like settle it once and for all because literally it's so bad. Like, it ke- you know, when you just keep cancelling on the one thing mm-hmm. over and over again yeah. and now you think that they probably think that you're like a f- fake but I'm like no no I just no, have the weakest legit. immune system ever <laughs> like it keeps falling on this day that I volunteer somewhere mm. and, and I'm like I swear I love I like I'm here to I help love I love the people I'm helping them I'm helping but like I, I just helping. can't come in because for one helping. everyone will hate me because they'll be like what is this like Who's this bubonic bitch? plague walking around <laughs> and also like it's just this bitch with corona yeah so the vibes this like mm. the time the times sign of the times like you can't come in sick yeah but course. yeah now i just feel like everyone hates me Read at this like room. volunteer place because i keep calling in sick and like i was like maybe i should go in and then like and then they'll send me home at least i show my face but i was like no 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 that's worse that is way morally worse. morally way worse anyway also, why was i saying this i feel like <laughs> on that tangent the fear that you have, like, when you're getting a coronavirus test or if you're sick in times of corona is, like, so – it's, like, deep. Oh, yeah, because everyone in that line is yeah. so sick as well. Like, yeah. I stood in that line for, like, an hour and a half. Everyone's coughing, like, <laughs> wheezing. I mean, mm. we're all wearing masks, but the vibes were not good. Vibes, vibes were bad. not good. And Peak we were just standing on, standing on the street test. just, like – Yeah. Mm. This and one time I was, like – what's the word like prancing through rural New South Wales like one town to the next like every cafe every sightseeing spot every spot where there was like old people holidaying every market and I was I found (laughs) I'm like are you gonna say you were sick (laughs) a few days later well I realized I was sick and I remember I was like if I have coronavirus like it's all it's, it's all, all over. over for like half of rural New South Wales. And I remember I was walking along and I looked up and these like planes were like flying over me and I was like, shit, that's it. Like the contract races have tracked me down. Oh my god. Well. Um anyway, good to be back. Yeah, I, I mean it's good to be back. Well, what where have mm. we been, I guess is the question. Yeah. So the last episode was the US political debates, mm-hmm. which I think, <laughs> mic drop, good night, to, good note to end on. <laughs> and that was the year. <laughs> See ya. But that's how I, no, that's not how Then I we felt. bowed out. No, but that's how we felt though, because. Mm. When, when was, what month do you know? When our last recording was. Yeah. No. Like August? I August, I feel. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because that's quite a long time ago. But yeah. then if I think about it, I can't really think what's happened toward the end of the year like there wasn't like I just felt like our content couldn't go anywhere mm. because of COVID and I don't mean that in like a boohoo 
like COVID stopped us having content, but there was just like nothing, like we all were very much dealing like with our own independent kind of like issues of like coming out of lockdown, adjusting so that I didn't feel like we had stuff to talk about because politics was invaded by COVID and like we, I just felt like we had over talked it. Here I go again though. Yeah. And also like the whole landscape was so like, there was so much information because the American election was happening at the same time. And it was so like kind of decadent and like swollen. That like but there was really like was no need desolate as well. Yeah. Don't you feel like there was just nothing like <laughs> Both co- of those things in the culturally center. going on, uh-huh. like films, TV, and I just yeah, I was not in the space to be talking about like fun stuff. Um, yeah. In saying that though, we are glad to be back, and like maybe our voice still isn't wanted, but <laughs> <laughs> but we're pushing. We're it. pushing through regardless. Yes, but what have you been up to, Bella, in the last um six months, seven <laughs> months, eight no. Six months. Uh, actually, no, eight months. Sorry, I really can't do maths. I'm gonna stop. The other day, I um got my hair dyed. I saw you after. Oh yeah, she was and a wreck. I, had, I was a wreck because I almost had a flea bag moment. Well, you didn't have a that haircut. Don't worry. <laughs> I never. But I did have like a a deep regret moment. No, everyone's gone through a hair tra- a traumatic hair experience yeah. that has changed them. And it also, like, really reveals to you the extent of your own um, vanity. Well, I did say 2021 <laughs> is the year of vanity, which does not play into getting sick four or five times <laughs> in a space of, like, four yeah. months and then not leaving the house. <laughs> but I, I will be on the up. I'll have, mm. you know, I'm getting my eyebrows started sometime this week. Oh, my God. That's um, nothing better. Do you find kind of ASMR vibes getting out? Like, I quite enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I enjoy it because it's just, like, an uncomfortable experience that I like to just, like, sit through. It's a little mass, mass, mass. Yeah, it is. It, it is, like and it doesn't go one. for very long. Anyway, sorry. Mm. Where have you been? You got your hair done. My hair done. Well, I was. It's in a transitionary color. It's a, it is a transitionary color, and I was in that chair for like six or seven hours. And when I sat down first at like ten o'clock, the chick was like, "It's gonna be a big day. <laughs> Did you bring a pack lunch?" And I was like, "Um, no." What's iconic though? I hate to say it, but <laughs> your hair doesn't look that different. <laughs> no, and no one's noticed. Oh. I was like seven hours. It just hours looks maybe similarly to your original colour, perhaps. Because yeah. you were red, which was a great moment. Yeah, but it looks essentially the same. So. No, it doesn't look the same. It just looks like your natural colour. Yeah. Anyways, that happened last semester of Melbourne Uni, which we hate. <laughs> Wait, you hate we hate Melbourne Uni. I we thought you were gonna Melbourne say Uni. we hate you finishing it last semester. <laughs> we hate that as well. We hate that. I'm too. not ready for that either. But Melbourne Uni, you will be finishing. Not a fan of her. Yeah. Does that right mean now. you won't be doing your honours year at Melbourne Uni? No, I won't. I have become very cynical about that whole situation. And you weren't in the past, <sighs> like I when you chose know. Melbourne Uni, is like the uni to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought the degree itself would be more rigorous and more critical than it ended up being and Mm. like to be honest I think I've learned more in the last three and a half four years from like other sources about Mm. critical thought and about what (laughs) it means (laughs) yeah (laughs) to think that to think critically and rigorously than I have from Melbourne Uni and I just the thought of giving them any more money or time is not one I'm interested in also like I mean I have maybe placed too much blame on Melbourne Uni in that the com- like the commercialization of uni and like the shift from like 
students as students to students as customers mm. is like a worldwide kind of ph- phenomenon. So yeah. I'm sure like degrees are becoming less rigorous and less kind of intense and personal everywhere. Yeah, I think that's a global issue. But Melbourne Uni in particular has had huge cuts in the past kind of few weeks, especially. I feel like the we were talking about this before, like the most like kind of like weird and like telling emblem. Well, I don't know why I find this so like kind of outrageous, but like merging the <laughs> geology and the geography departments. And I was like, aren't they already the same thing? And then I was like, oh, no, they just have the same letters. Yeah, which, are like, it's almost like satire. Like, people get, like, confused anyway. Mm. <laughs> Not a good day to be a geologist, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that is interesting mm. because I think as a society, less funding, or well, there's never enough funding going yeah. into education. But uh-huh. it is interesting because of that element of, like, society being over-educated yeah. and over... Um, I don't say oral. I don't think there's a thing as being like overeducated, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, your people are now becoming far more educated for the jobs that they're having to apply yeah. for, just because of the job market. So it's interesting and it's hard because I don't know where I stand on all of that stuff because I'm so within the mm. vacuum that I can't see out of it. Like, yeah, I can't imagine a life right now where I don't study. Yeah, I mean, I didn't study last year, and that was so weird for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that My I'm studying. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much like that mm. um, amidst a pandemic. But now that mm. I am back studying, it's kind of weird because I can't see beyond that that like time period that I yeah. won't be studying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I'm going to be doing it forever. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even doing this forever. I just know I'm going to now be having to sit on the conveyor yeah. belt of life forever. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said that thing where you were like, from this moment on, it's like. Until I die. <laughs> or until you retire. Yeah. Which I guess by the time we get it, we'll be like when we're like 95. I know. There will there'll be no possibility for it. <laughs> or it won't exist. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. just so strange though? I f- yeah. I think also in terms of like rigor and like intensity and like good, like my man, my mad, my mind is being expanded and I'm learning new things. Like I can't make any like sweeping judgments of Melbourne Uni or of any uni in that regard but I can say of my own experience and like if everyone if anyone gives a shit like I studied arts I majored in politics and creative writing the creative writing department at Melbourne Uni is like pretty good I don't have much bad many bad things to say about that but the politics department I found to be not great Mm, interesting. including like kind of gender studies yeah I actually enjoyed my gender subject mm. I don't know if they were rigorous but I enjoyed elements of them yeah but it wasn't but that was because it was like under the bridge of politics mm. I don't know if this is even interesting <laughs> to anybody else I think maybe <laughs> <laughs> like uni life yeah <laughs> that's a very niche o- uh-huh. audience and I think I want to acknowledge that because sometimes my life or like life, like my worldview gets like mm-hmm. distorted by education or academia, whereas like that's actually not real life. Yeah. And like it is Good real point. to an extent, but mm. the like day to day issues that are occurring in the world sometimes are far more like important. Yeah. Than like hypothetical, <laughs> you know, theory. That's true. I think education is crucial though. And nah. if it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nah, Obviously nah, it nah. is, but I think things that bring me back to like mm-hmm. to ground me are super important and not and well. not that yeah i would agree yeah because it is such an elitist place to be every day yeah 
Um, oh, for sure. And no wonder you develop these kind of skewed views. Yeah, jaded, cynical views. Yeah, which is interesting yeah. too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I think also, like, now, I mean, like, I'm so, like, kind of averse to, like, contemporary life and, like, hate the internet 95% of the time. But you can, like, develop a, like, quite, like, interesting, like, intellectual life just online. Oh, for sure. And that in itself is through, like, Which is memes and TikToks rather. and cultural <laughs> theory. I think that's... Red Scare Podcast, Moma but PS5. I think they can, like, that educates mm. you in a far more... Yeah. In a different sense that could be almost more mm-hmm. rigorous because yeah. it does challenge you and uh-huh. that's accessible to anyone and i don't yeah. want to like <laughs> ugh, i sound so like <laughs> <laughs> it was like the clinical thought message don't go to uni just log on to reddit babe <laughs> but yeah that does suck because i know you're like very anti-technology mm. and that part of that does rely on technology because yeah, you could go course. and read books and no yeah but it's read a book they're all well. published from like there's not then there's not that instantaneous reflection of society yeah it's you know, it takes time to publish. Yeah. Do you know, um, Mo- I think it's Moma PS5 on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, he's like, sorry, I like my him. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. We'll link him. <laughs> link him in the, in the bio. Hitting the Powerade. <laughs> yes. That was actually ASMR. you that taught me how to get on Powerade when you're sick. Really? I remember we had to see Jojo Rabbit and you came with like a huge Powerade. <laughs> and I was like, what's happening? And you're like, I'm sick. <laughs> Pork before COVID, so it was fine. <laughs> it always works. It always works. And now whenever I feel a little flat, I grab mm. a Powerade. It's mm, so good. Nothing better. I went through a really bad um, Coca-Cola phase last oh, month. Oh, my God. I go through them like all the time. <laughs> I've never, never drunk really? Coca-Cola. No, yeah, I'm an addict. That would be like my kryptonite. <laughs> that and kale because I love kale, but it gives me lockjaw. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Bro, that sounds like a poem. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, um, like a slam poem. I love Coke and I love kale. Kale gives me long jaw. I know, it does. It does. It's a it's a known thing because once I ate this, hu- I bought this like huge bundle of kale <laughs> from like the farmer's market and mm-hmm. I was so sort of wrapped with it. I was like, I love you. <laughs> and it was so green and gorgeous. And so we went home and cooked it all. How'd you cook it? What's the recipe? Well, this was the issue, I think. <laughs> I don't this is think what the problem So now when I fry my kale, I always mm-hmm. blanch it in yeah, boiling water. I didn't do that the first time. And I just fried it with lemon, chili, garlic, and oil. <laughs> Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Huge. I thought that would marinate, it would like, what do you call it? Um, you want to like. Get the flavours into the Yeah, kale. but also wilt it to a wilt. degree. Wilt. Yeah, wilt. There's another, no, there's another word that. Blanch? You, no. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> no not really job. relevant. Um, and I ate this so for like a week. Mm-hmm. I was eating just this huge bowl of kale, <laughs> any opportunity, and then I got locked jaw. Like my jaw and my jaw. I don't want to be dramatic, but it's never <laughs> been the same since. My housemate like <gasps> a month ago made me this sort of coleslaw yeah, salad yeah. with red cabbage. <laughs> right, that's nice. I ate it too. I ate it maybe mm-hmm. one for dinner, and my jaw was like cramping. I tried to eat it the next day, cramping, oh and my now. God. Oh, oh! My jaw oh. cracks constantly, and the catalyst was when I ate that and huge bowl of kale. Huge and I kale. have eaten kale quite a bit since then because yeah, I ate it last week. I, we just had kale tacos. It was all good, uh-huh. but it has to be like wilted. And I can't eat like red skins and stuff anymore <gasps> because it just fucks with what my jaw. What about man tails? Are they a no go? They probably would be. I mean, I would still eat them, but definitely I would get they that. They would problems would. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, sorry, this is not my medical... Ne- um, my <laughs> medical Emotional diaries. female. Have um, you heard about that book? Yes, I bought it for a friend and... Well, oh. but I haven't read it. I have read some of it. What do you think? Hmm. I did want to read it. Um, yeah. And another book we were talking about wanting uh-huh. to read and discuss on the pod is... Sorry, I, I don't have it written down. <laughs> oh, we were. Yes, two why seconds ago. Why did I f- also forget that? Animal? Oh, yeah, New Animal New by Animal. Ella Baxter. Yeah. Local Melbourne girl. Yes, we, <laughs> we wanted to read that. Local Melbourne girl. So I'm going to pick that up soon. Yeah. I, I can get audiobook. you a copy if you want. Oh, that would be good. I do have like six Audible credits <laughs> I need to use and it's <laughs> stressing me out yeah. because I just don't know. I, literally, I just don't know what books to buy. What are your thoughts on Audible? Sorry, we're really just like shooting the breeze. I know, I know. I'm sure we'll have to cut some of this out. Because <laughs> um, I, I have very specific thoughts, but I want to hear yours Well, I first. think they've just like privatized because yeah. Audi- Audible is uh-huh. Amazon. Yeah. So they've just privatized like a whole other market and no mm-hmm. one else will ever compete. Because yeah. I was going on Apple Books because when uh-huh. I was trying to boycott Amazon, <laughs> me being a hero, <laughs> I know. I tried to go on Apple uh, Apple Books or whatever, uh-huh. Apple Audio. Yeah. And they were still powered by Amazon. Oh. <laughs> so they really have a, a monopoly on yeah, the audio Yeah, like I don't think market. you can – There's and a lot of the books I listen to, like I always listen to this like Rosamund yeah. Pike reading of like Pride and Prejudice when I can't sleep. Oh, that's <laughs> And so that's an Audible cute. exclusive. What's your favourite um, Jane Austen, by the way? Just quickly. Mm, one I do like answer. Emma, but I probably would say Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the one I've, like, read, listened to and uh-huh. watched the most. And, yeah. like, I continuously just, like, that. that's, like, the Kira Knightley version. Also, I like the miniseries. You the like ki- the movie more than the miniseries. Yeah. <gasps> do you know You're why, though? Minority. Do you know why? why, though? Why? Because the mum in the miniseries, <laughs> the Elizabeth in the miniseries uh-huh. plays the mum in Fifty Shades of Grey. And I can't get past <laughs> that. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just a weird link to me. So also, fair. Colin Firth looks like my godmother, <laughs> which is no fault on either of their parts, but I can't. That's hard to unsee. I know. And I remember telling my mum this like, when I was quite young and she was like, no, she doesn't. So it's not backed, but it's something that also stays with me. Yeah. Okay. I see why you wouldn't like the miniseries then. I think the miniseries is so much better. I do like the miniseries, but also <clears> just Jane gave me weird vibes. So fair. Yeah, fair. And she wasn't like hot enough for Jane. <laughs> I hate to say that because I sound like... Sorry, haters. Well, like a, ma- a male gaze, like fanatic. <laughs> I am. Whereas like Rosamund Pike, I'm, sorry, I'm just I'm obsessed with Rosamund Pike. Yeah. No, anyway, she's sorry, she's sorry, sorry. She was made for that role. Yeah. And Gone Girl. Oh, she's good. <laughs> she's a great actress. Anyway, what we, why are we here? Um, so true. Um, audiobooks. A- audiobooks, Amazon. yeah. Sorry, yeah. What were your thoughts on them? Um, so Amazon sells books at a loss. That's a little fact that I... But they can because they sell everything else they at a They can because they sell everything else at a game. And I know if that applies to Audible. Surely it would. Yeah. Because they give you a free credit a month for yeah. $17. Yeah. So you technically buy a book each month for $17. Yeah. But the cost of those books uh-huh. quite often... Like you can get like... Like some audiobooks are quite expensive because they go for like... Yeah. Well, yeah some are free, free, but some are like $40, $50 because they go for like yeah. 18 hours. Yeah, 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 So they would, because there's more... The the cost it would take to produce an 18-hour yeah. book versus like a free yeah. book probably wouldn't be... Yeah, that's true. I know they sell physical books at a loss as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. But I, my, I listen to audiobooks... Sometimes when I'm running, <laughs> you know, I think people who run like always like to. Yeah, I know. I like barely run anyway. 
but I only listen to this. I'm going to sound so pious. I don't even know if I should say well, this. Well, don't listen to the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to the Bible. No, I only listen to books that I've already read and bought. And I only listen to essays because, like, fiction, I get lost. Yeah, I get that. Like, I yeah. had the books I return to are, like, Harry Potter. Uh-huh. I've got Normal People, which is yeah. voice narrated, sorry, uh-huh. by, like, an Irish woman, which is really, like, it's just really soothing. Yeah, the Irish accent is gorgeous. Um, But I wouldn't say, yeah, either yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't listen to, like, an uh-huh. important book that I really wanted to absorb through Audible. Because, yeah. like, I'm asleep, I'm awa- like, I go, like, uh-huh. in and out. I just did listen. I recently listened to "Bliss and Sorrow" by Sorrow and Bliss. Sorrow and Bliss. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> what's by what's her name? Meg Mason. Meg Mason. And like, I think I enjoyed it as an audible because yeah. the chick had like a really like Fleabag esque accent, <gasps> and so she narrated it like it was like Fleabag. Oh, okay, interesting. Like the comedic timing was good was because good. I didn't have to think it yeah. through. Like it was something True. that was like performed to me. That's. I feel like that's something that would be good as an audio book. Yeah, I think I like that part of it. But then it's yeah. also weird in like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Stephen mm-hmm. Fry, but like when he does all the female voices, the male voice, like it's does a lot. Does he read it? No, no, not <laughs> Sorrel. <laughs> like, Harry what? Potter. Oh, he re- I've never heard about that. But that's... What do you mean you've never heard about Stephen Fry? I've never heard that he's the guy that reads Harry Potter. Oh. I get confused between him that and Stephen sense. King. Really? <laughs> it's just I the names, it's not the personalities. Um, I listen to Slashing Towards Bethlehem by Joan Didion quite often. And there's a, um, there's a essay in there called On Self-Respect. I think you would love it, Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this I can actually stand by. So when I was like really eating shit, I don't know when, like a few years ago, I like pinned this essay up on my wall and I probably read it like, um, daily. Like, multiple times a day. And now I listen to it once a week. And it's really, like, Jordan Peterson for women. Like, it's, like, it's like self-help, kind of, but not really. I really want to read it. It's so good. You read it and you immediately have self-respect. Oh. It's a real – it's oh. medicine. Wow. I, reckon I should. Medicine. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> I reckon be medicine, oh, too. Okay. Be that. No, it's – it's any, – any woman, any girl or gay who's listening – Read it, you'll be all of your neuroses will be healed if you read it, you know, every day. Hmm. That's good to know. I need something like that. I need like a mantra. For a while in my infancy or like through my my youth, (laughs) I read Disodorata. Huh? It's like like Disodorata, Disodora. (laughs) Don't know it. It always stuck with me though. Okay. But I don't think it's, I think it's a bit problematic. What's so what? Who's the author? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> it just it's like this poem that I know. Oh, okay. Or like this little thing. Um, I'll search it for you. Oh, it's dis desiderata. Oh, okay. Is it like a religious semi or like pseudo religious? Probably text? is. It's like go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be in good terms with all person. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become, become vain or bitter, for there will always be greater and lessons, lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many per- per- persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. 
be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Never be cynical about love. For the, in the face of all arid, aridity, aridity and disenchantment, it is perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have the right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And what of your labours and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful, strive to be happy. That's really nice. Max Ehrman, 1927. Gee, that was before the Second World War. That's lovely. (laughs) But I used to always like chant that to myself. Definitely don't cut that out. Really? I think the girls in the girls were one of you. I'm like, Desiderata. Well, well, I was like, what if Max Ehrman comes for us in copyright? Well, he's probably, I mean, he's probably not with us anymore, but probably his Mm. estate. Yeah, but it won't be. It'll be out of copyright in a few years. What are they going to do? True. Oh my God. He is dead. Sorry. RIP. He was born in 1872. Wow. Actually, it's crazy if you read the um, Meditations by Martin Aurelius, who was like a Roman. He was in the Roman (laughs) time. I was like, why are you silent? (laughs) Oh, you just find the correct terminology. Um, He was in the Roman times and it reads, it feels modern, but it's from like thousands of years ago. It's amazing. I love that. Because passage of time. Especially when you read Jane Austen. Uh I mean, you know that it's written in such a different time. Whereas when... but like when you read a modern text, uh-huh. per se, say normal people, normal people or something like so that, modern. you know it's written in this time, mm-hmm. but you know that it could still be understood and celebrated in the future because she doesn't yeah. use language and things of the present uh-huh. that are too, I don't know, too, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say like lame. but Yeah, she's not like, and then I tweeted, yeah. I love Connell, you know, Yeah, see, like, that's what I find about modern mm-hmm. texts. So, like, as soon as that is brought up, like, yeah. it's like they use some weird knockoff Facebook yeah. or, like, some weird, like, the illusion to me is broken because mm-hmm. there's something so... I don't know. I just hate reading modern texts. Like, I don't mind modern texts involving yeah. digital age and digital communication, but uh-huh. not to the, like, pace that it reflects a day. Yeah. Or, like, our current year. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be something that reflects decades. Yeah, I agree why, with that. That's why I was, like, long emails and things like yeah. that. I can, like, really get around. Uh-huh. Or, like, a voice memo. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I can't get around. Or, like, phone conversations. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I can't get around long, lengthy texts. I don't know. Yeah, it's I think, weird. Yeah, I mean, in, there's like, Austin in or whatever, there's, like, letters. and there's Yeah, I love that. Things that we don't have now. I think if you ground... A piece of writing in, in some feeling or some concept that's timeless, it can carry through. Yeah, and I think I like that. And, like, also with style, I think when authors get, like, too experimental with style, I think that re- rarely pays off. Mm, interesting. Even but Sally Rooney didn't use any punctuation. Yeah, and she said work. she used to – she started off with just <coughs> doing dashes for mm. when people were talking – and then she one day just did control F dash yeah. and delete them all. Oh. And then <laughs> she control moved Control F. Yeah. Sally, you crazy Because um, I also was, I think, listening to an interview with her mm-hmm. where she talked about how she didn't like using the modern forms. Like, she didn't like, she doesn't like that either. Because as oh, soon okay. as you, it, it, it depicts an exact time, then yeah. it's not timeless. Yeah. 
don't know. I don't I know. We need to stop that. talking about normal people. I um had a moment a few days ago when I was in the cinema watching The Courier, <laughs> starring Benedict. Oh, was it good? Um, it was it was fine. It wasn't amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, God, I'll remember that forever. But it was a good like kind of formulaic spy movie. Okay, I would recommend it. All right, it's not super memorable, but I liked it. It's pretty dark at the end. Oh. Anyway. I probably won't go see it. <laughs> but we were watching all the trailers, and I was there with my brother, and I was like to him, "Don't you ever?" I think every trailer was for a period movie, like a. <laughs> a movie about menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, for a movie That's set so in the past. Um, and I was like, I feel like people don't know. And like, fair enough. It's hard to like translate the time we live in into modern day. cinema or into a novel. I think that's why something like Lady Bird yeah. was so like important or yeah. so like. But that was set in the early 2000s, pre-smartphone. True. What's something, what's a good film that's been set in the present? See, you know what I mean? <laughs> Silence. I hate when I do this though, because then I'll go away. And yeah, and you'll remember. Films. But like French Exit, I saw the other week and it was, it was good. I liked it, but. It didn't have any, it was said in the present, but it didn't have any smartphones. It was like divorced from reality. Mm. didn't have any smartphones. It was like all the dialogue was kind of random and quirky. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still trying to think of a film that like yeah. is present day that I've enjoyed. Parasite. True. Did they have, did they, they had text? phones, yeah. They, they had texted. definitely had a phone and they texted. Yeah. And they were looking for Wi-Fi. True, true. But that I, was good. That was good. But I don't, it w- like, you know when you watch teen mm-hmm. movies and they always show the text, like. <laughs> the text bubble, like, comes yeah, up on, on the, the screen. screen. And it's like, it's like, a do- it's like yeah. this horrible moment where you're like, oh, they're doing this. Yeah, because I think that's super interesting, yeah. the idea that you, nothing is present. Yeah. It always reflects the past or the future. Because yeah. Because depicting the uh-huh. present accurately is so difficult. It's so difficult. And, and like, I think also at this particular moment we're in, like, a kind of, like, decadent, like, emotionally kind of. Well, it is an awkward, like, after-pandemic times vibes. Yeah, but also generally, like, the last kind of five years have been kind of emotionally strange. Yeah, and I think that's... It's a hard time to depict. I I always think Uh about writing a fiction. Yeah. A fiction, writing fiction. (laughs) And I would love to write Uh in the present. But that's what gets me caught every single time is how do I not make it this, like... Cringe. Cringe things set today yeah. that could that's uh-huh. not relevant tomorrow or not relevant yesterday yeah. it's very difficult and i think that's what i haven't thought about it's mm-hmm. like writing the present is so difficult yeah there's a book that just came out by lauren euler called fake accounts and it's very of this moment like it's about tweeting and mm. it opens with she's just realized her boyfriend is like an alt-right conspiracy theorist even though he like presents as a liberal um, and it's all about online dating and, like, all this kind of very, like, contemporary shit. But – and on the front there's an endorsement from Zadie Smith who's, like, allergic to contemporary life. And the endorsement says, this book made me want to retire from contemporary life. But I loved it. Oh, I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, oh, really? Have you read it? It's really good, yeah. I'm going to read it. Fake I think you, you would love it. Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> like, I don't, my niche. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I won't bring up the trick mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, well yeah. I guess – like. I guess the point I wanted to make uh-huh. today's episode and just like in general, like it hasn't been a good year <laughs> um, since <laughs> our last recording and yeah. we are very aware of that. And I think being a woman, um, also being, being, 
trans, being non-binary, being any form of discriminate, like marginalized, discriminated group is like hard as it is. But I think pandemic, violence, everything, just like politics, Canberra, makes everything far more real, far worse. Like, and I just wanted to acknowledge that, like, it's tiring and it's kind of sad because the world isn't safe for a lot of people. But in saying that, I I mean, I guess I don't want my point is I was like, I hope that like this could bring some entertainment and like light to the the heart, the troubles that we're all experiencing, I guess, because it's definitely been like a dark few months for me. Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't mean that in like a, <laughs> me personally, but like m- the way I've seen the world, I'm like, God, we're going to shits. Oh yeah. I feel that. I like, um, definitely feel quite pessimistic about the future. Oh, for sure. Surveillance, capitalism, climate change. Like I don't know, all these bitches that are like, yay, summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, bitch, we should not be having 28 degrees in April. <laughs> anyway, proceed. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it does feel like we're accelerating somewhere. Like there's, It's like there's Terrible. like not just one avenue of apocalypse. It seems like there's more that come up every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think often about, I mean... I'm someone that wants to have children. Trad, it's no secret. And I think often about, I guess, the kind of ethics of like bringing a child or multiple children mm. into this world, you know, under those kind of pretenses. But <laughs> speaking of children, Anna. <laughs> Am I meant to like announce my pregnancy? <laughs> Sorry, that's um, a secret. <laughs> No, I'm not pregnant. If anyone does that, um, are we? Is this me talk? Going to talk about? Yeah, or I can say. I mean, yeah, I think it's Bella's interest. <laughs> this the is, to- the d- this is my um, pet Pre- project. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I think I think this is particularly interesting because it doesn't seem to be a big story, <laughs> even yeah. though for me it's like on par with climate change essentially. But I think people would think it's a remedy too. Yeah, well, that's uh, this is another interesting thing. So, essentially, the other week, I was just chilling in the bathroom doing my makeup. And I get an Instagram message from my housemate with some fatal news. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so different. Like, I want to have children and stuff, but I'm kind of like, this is probably good. Re- okay, so, basically, I'll read out. <laughs> I'm not really a, an infographic girl, but I'm going to read out a Guardian yeah, infographic. I went on, I found a Guardian article and that's really short so <laughs> it's dense so we'll look oh actually this article was amended on the 27th ferry to remove an erroneous reference to a media sperm count a median sperm count okay uh i don't know what that means well <laughs> okay we're gonna i'm gonna read out the infographic essentially the story is there's been a lot of build up the falling sperm counts could threaten the human race <laughs> the number of births per woman has fallen from 5.6 in 1964 to 2.4 in 2018. Yeah, in half no the world's though. countries, the number of babies being born isn't enough to replace the number of people dying. And obviously you see it in the, and you're like, yeah, of course, birth control, changing cultural preferences. No one wants to have kids anymore. Women are blah, getting blah, blah, educated. Blah. Women are getting it. Well, that's what everyone says. But little do people know there's another reason, as proposed by New York epidemiologist Shana Swan. So she makes the case that falling sperm counts have a vital role to play in this. In 2017, 
She co-authored a study with a shocking conclusion. Total sperm count in the Western world has fallen, fif- had fallen 59% between 1973 and 2011. That's a huge statistic. 59% sperm yeah, that, count. That is I'm sorry. How is no And I want to say this scared. isn't on women. This isn't on women's reproductive choices necessarily. This oh, is yeah. on men. Yeah, yeah. Which is so interesting because, yes, mm-hmm. combined women getting like more educated, having less to ETC, but combining yeah. that with the lowering <laughs> sperm count, I can see where that's an interesting. I know. But like. It's not, I don't think it's about blame game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's not our fault, okay? It's not, yeah. I swear. It, I think it's more about this is a huge issue. I think <laughs> it's like pretty catastrophic and apocalyptic. But if we have, like, hey, this isn't bad. And then it we says. really overpopulated? No, Sorry, no, that's not like that's it. That's not, no. That's such an, and this is where I wanted to get because you look at this, the comments on this um, Instagram infographic and all of them are. Is this a bad thing? This is good. I wouldn't want to put a child into this messed up world anyways. Can you blame us? And then it says, good news. Too many of us anyway. (laughs) This is great news. The human population needs to shrink. (laughs) But like, I'm sorry, that's like eco-fascism. Yeah, I'm not an eco-fascist. I'm so against that. Like, no, like we've got too many people. Like, no, because it like always like negates blame from the people who are responsible for climate change, which is not individuals. Like, it's huge corporations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I see that and I get that. But, um, and I think there's, like, one... If why, people people are so anti-children these days, frankly, they get, like, one whiff of, like, and they're, like, eco-fascist mode. Yeah, <laughs> I get as that. But, in like, the you comments. don't have children, you just don't want to have children. No, of course. I'm not, like, pressuring women <laughs> children. <laughs> but do what I you think want, what's interesting. Guys. So why, yeah. wh- wasn't there a reason for... Sp- Swan and many of her colleagues point the finger at chemicals we're exposed to in things like plastics, pesticides, cosmetics, and even ATM receipts. They are known as everywhere oh, that's chemicals. That's what got me, the ATM receipts. <laughs> I know. Thank God I always say no to them. <laughs> <laughs> they can cause changes in hormones. What, and then this is a quote from her, chemicals in our environment and our and unhealthy lifestyle practices in our modern world are disrupting our hormonal, ba- hormor- hormonal balance causing various degrees of reproductive havoc. And when I first read this thing, to be honest, I went like full, I went crazy. For like five yeah. days, I was like full I anti-vaxxer. I was, I wasn't actually an anti-vaxxer, obviously. But I was eating like fully organic. I was afraid of plastic. And then I realized that I was just buying into that logic that is flawed. And like, obviously, the people who are at fault like individual action doesn't change like the people who are at fault for this Mm. reproductive crisis it's lifestyle choices that are sponsored by you know Mm. fast food corporations atm corporations i just am like so held up on this atm receipt thing but i'll let that go yeah sorry i know i just got really like lame and earnest for 15 minutes atm receipts what are is it at the ink yeah i think the point is that these chemicals are literally everywhere yeah but wouldn't ATM receipts versus just like a, a normal receipt. But you know, it's like that weird ATM paper. Yeah, but it's not normal paper. That's on every receipt, not just ATMs. <laughs> oh, true. That's what I'm confused about. Because I'm like, ha I don't use ATM receipts, but I use a lot of other receipts. Oh, yeah, random. Anyways, well, I'm not going to fear for my life right now. Maybe you can send Nima to Shana Swan <laughs> yeah, and ask her what she reckons. The author of this publication, yeah. like this article, this I think it's a book. There's a book out, isn't it? 
Yeah. This whole thing was like... There was a book out. Yeah, she has a book about the falling sperm counts. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why The Guardian probably did that article. But And the other thing that's concerning and apocalyptic is that it's like exactly the same as... I haven't even seen The Handmaid's Tale, but it's the same as the plot. Fertility issues never are good for women or for anyone. But yeah. mostly for women, like problems arise. Yeah, because the, the big crux of like <laughs> season one and two of Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale is that like the woman isn't fertile. Yeah. But then the w- wife goes to June, who's the handmaid, mm-hmm. and like I don't think he's fertile. Right. And then she gets knocked up by their driver. Oh, is that where the, oh, is that a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's like season two. <laughs> They're up to like season four or five right now. It's fine. Okay. But do you know what? This is like what confuses me. Mm-hmm. Max Magella, we love him, but slightly ambiguous race. Who? Max, my Magella, Magella, Mangya. Huh? You you know him. I do I? Yes. We always talk <laughs> about him. Max Magella. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm surrounded by a peasant. <laughs> so um, I'm like, my memory is not not serving me. I've never seen this guy before. Yeah, you would have. Is he in the Hamid's town? Yeah. Is he the the guy? The driver. Like the part in Mingala. Mingala. Maybe Minga. I'm saying it wrong. I know I'm sounding like I'm saying Nigella, but I'm Okay, I'm I'm getting the I'm getting a pick up. Max Ma How do you spell Magella? Yeah, that's my issue. Hamid's town. Mingala. Mingala. Oh. I got that thing. Him? Yes, and he's dating Elle Fanning, or he was. Oh, I've never seen him before. (laughs) Sorry. Must must be someone else. else. But I don't know who else I'd be talking (laughs) about (laughs) Max Mingella with. Random that you think it was me. I wonder what that says. Yeah, because he brown-faced in the social (laughs) network. Huh? He he played an Indian (gasps) character, but I don't think he's he's Indian. Well, I think he's like somewhere far back in. Oh, so he did a bit of a culture, you know. He amped it up. Anyway, moral of the story, I'll cut that whole vibe off. (laughs) Why were we bringing this up? Um, We were talking about The Handmaid's Tale. We were talking about the fertility crisis. And no one gives a shit. Well, I just don't really because I want, like, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I want to have children. I want everyone to have reproductive justice Mm -hmm. as much as the next person. Yeah. It's just, even if our fertility Uh were up, Probably wouldn't negate the fact that people, women or men in general, families just have less children, I guess. Yeah. It's so, and it is like that clock that like, if you have like a uterus or a vagina, your is on your mind. Yes, but also, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Like it's on my mind, definitely. Yeah. Because I'm just one of those people that think they're infertile. <laughs> This is great. Everyone I've talked to since <laughs> discovering this fertility crisis and making it my mission <laughs> to tell everyone has said, man, every guy and every girl I've talked to has said, I think I'm infertile. Yeah. Because I just, yeah. but maybe that's idea too. Like you just can't imagine yourself having a baby. Having a either. baby, yeah. Like if I was to be, become pregnant, like yeah, I just would never, I just wouldn't mm-hmm. think it would be real because the thought of me like, being pregnant is just so yeah. far from my reality. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, pregnancy well. feels like a really, like, kind of provincial, like, because our lives are so, like, not grounded oh, yeah. in our bodies. And at the moment, we're so... Yeah, and we're so, like... Narcissistic uh-huh. as well. Like, yeah, of course everyone would think that's it's out so of the weird. question. 
<laughs> Sorry, weird. we need to change topic. Anna Kachian just had a baby, actually. Which congrats, is wild. Hannah. Which is wild, because I... Congrats, babe. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> I am really I'm jealous really of people happy for that... Hannah. I'm jealous. But I'm jealous, but I'm also like... Part of me is like, I don't think that... Like, I want it so mm-hmm. badly that I don't think it will happen. Maybe it's like some, like... I don't know, psychological I really thing. You're like, do I deserve to have a child? I think that's me. Like, I don't think I deserve to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> not in like that kind of, but yeah. you know what I mean? There's always no, that thing course, in your yeah. head that's like, oh, that's not. Oh, that's too not, much. That's not going to happen for you, babe. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you like, oh, I really want this thing. But then There's always a part you don't of you that think you'll ever get it because yeah. you don't believe you deserve it. Yeah, that's real. I think that's everyone to a degree. Yeah, I'm not like, that's not some like hot take. <laughs> it's not the pity party. No, I don't know where you're going with this. It's too broad. <laughs> Parliament? Oh, yeah. We wanted to touch on that as well mm-hmm. because being s- people who are politically engaged, I suppose, Yeah, this is like, we couldn't help depressing, but notice. Really depressing. Um, there was a book that has just come out. I think it's called Sex, Lies and Question Time. Oh, yeah, by Kate Ellis. Yeah, and I think I wanted to read that because uh-huh. not that I think I was ever going to become a public servant because I was actually thinking about before we started the pod, I thought about a long, mm-hmm. like, if I wanted to be <laughs> in politics, I just didn't yeah. think it would be possible to have like outspoken opinions Mm. and still work in government anyway. But in saying that I always had an interest in parliament and working in politics Uh and now I know I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) That's a relief. Um, I mean the amount of backgrounding I guess they do is, is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like, we probably can't talk about it here, but some of the stuff that I've heard people be asked is like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's called Sex, Lies and Question Time by Kate Ellis. I want to read that. But yeah. I guess what we wanted to acknowledge that we know it's all happening. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. at no. all. No. Um, and I think it's like every institution mm-hmm. in the world is probably run like this. Yeah. I mean, they've just changed the Sexual Discrimination Act today to include MPs. <laughs> but what's crazy is that it didn't include MPs in the first place. What? How did they include MPs? Well, I think like, was it like they there are not? elements of like <laughs> sexual discrimination that most people couldn't do, but that MPs could do. But they they amended it today, so MPs got away with MPs stuff. got away with more until than the, the average person than the average Jill or Joe or but why Jay would the they? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, why were they um, even excluded from that? Why aren't they I under the... Wait, I'll get it out. The overall legislation. Because I don't want to mislead anyone. Well, no, because I was talking yeah. to someone who's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, yeah, there are no protocols for doctors and nurses and those relationships. Because she's like, majority of the doctors are men and majority yeah. of the nurses are women. Shit. Think about that. And she yeah. was like, there's no framework and yeah. i'm like wouldn't don't you think that'd be the first uh-huh. place there would be there would yeah because there's such entrenched gender stereo like gender stereotypes, stereotypes that, exist. that exist and the power and along with that yeah, with yeah. power yeah and long but, hours but there's and not and close quarters yeah and apparently there's nothing yeah but also yeah close quarters are like kind of i don't know if this is going to sound really like apolitical but close quarters can be like quite erotic yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, of course people are going to be on in on that top set. of each other. Yeah, but that's what's hard is because you've got to mitigate that. Yeah, and I guess a lot of workplaces ban that now, which yes. I always think is a little, I don't know if I'm 
Well, I think so. I just <laughs> Do don't you think th- it's good that they found it. I don't know. Am I being too like, yeah, f- sexually libertarian? I don't know. What do you mean by they've banned close quarters? No, a lot of workplaces ban relationships. Oh like, no, I think relationships is fine. Yeah. I thought you meant like it was like I think it's probably good that they you can't have sex in like a broom closet. Oh yeah, of course. At the hospital. <laughs> okay, well, that's, I, I agree. was like, that's a little unsanitary. Well, to that's say what the I was least. thinking, and no, I was I like, mean, it people means should be able to be in relationships. Yeah, with yeah, them. I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard. Like, I would hate to be in my workplace and walk in on colleagues, like, doing something sexual. Like, yeah, I would course. find that so... Some nurse is, yeah, yeah. Like giving a doctor a blowjob in a supply closet. Yes. Okay, good. I thought you were like, no, let <laughs> no, them no, have no. their fun. And I'm like, sure. But, like, I just am... I yeah. I think it's a, it's a very difficult to mitigate, especially when there's power involved. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I would agree. Oh, yeah. So, it says... The federal government will amend the Sex Discrimination Act to include MPs, judges, and public servants who are currently exempt. My question is, why, why were they, they exempt? <laughs> that's my question. Let's see if that's f- that we can find that further down. Oh, that's it says, ridiculous. this will include adding sexual harassment to the definition of serious mi- misconduct. Misconduct, yeah. Clarifying in the Fair Work Act that it is a legitimate reason to sack someone. And giving people two years instead of just six months to make a sex discrimination complaint okay, to the Australian good. Human Rights Commission. Attorney General Michaela Cash, the new one, mm. said many employers were uncertain about what the existing rules allowed them to do about perpetrators. Um, she also flagged changes that extend the coverage of the Sex Discrimination Act to MPs, judges and state public servants who are currently excluded from it. My question is why were they, they excluded? <laughs> it's c- yeah, it's crazy. Like the attorney general surely should be the most legally oh, upstanding individual in the country. That just baffles me on yeah. so many levels. Like who was like public <laughs> servants should be excluded? <laughs> public servants can do as many sexual abuses as they want. Like what? It just seems like a negative con like a negative res- action or negative response. Yeah that they're allowing they're yeah. pretty much allowing them to by making yeah. this law yeah. now they're not but they were originally mm-hmm. yeah because you've got to read a le- legislation like that that's really I just don't yeah well at least they've amended it i mean yeah too little too late yeah of course so christian porter has is no longer attorney general but is still on paid leave on paid leave <laughs> As is the way. And he's suing the ABC for defamation. Yeah, I'll link this amazing Media Watch Mm -hmm. episode that I watched. And it was just... (laughs) I love Media Watch. It was so good. Yeah, just my fave, my Mm. queen. And it was so good. And it was just so interesting to see, like, really explained out, like, Mm -hmm. what two institutions are at a head here. And it's going to be so interesting to see it play out. But in saying that, there's no way... Mm -hmm. The biggest crux of that Media Watch thing was that there's no way the ABC can prove... That if they go, if they are like going against that it was defamation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it actually happened and that they yeah. were naming a perpetrator yeah. Yeah. because the victim's no longer with us. And there's no like, you can't prove mm-hmm. that because it yeah. was so long ago. So that's the issue at mm-hmm. hand, especially in the trial as yeah. well. Yeah. This, I mean, this, this, this yeah. issue isn't going to be closed yeah. ever, I don't think. Yeah. Because. Mm-hmm. You can't, pr- un- yeah. I mean, at this stage, I don't think they can prove it. Yeah, and I think the way, um, uh, sexual harassment and abuse plays out in this country in the trial of 
public opinion is so different to the way it does in the UK and the US because our defamation laws are so different. Mm. And so, and we saw this with Jeffrey Rush as well. And he won that case. And he won that case. Like, if an individual, and I think that does change the way we view these cases because uh, accused perpetrators have a, a larger leg to stand on mm. than they would in another country because mm. they can't, like the defamation laws are so different. And there's a great anal- great analysis of this in the Saturday paper that we can link as well. Was it in this week's or last week's? Last week's. I mean, not this week's, but the last like, episode. Yeah, the last one. The last episode. Sorry. <laughs> or maybe even the one before, actually. Oh, I have them all. All yeah. good. Um, <laughs> You're a fan. No, I, I've got a weekly <laughs> subscription that appears on my doorstep on oh, every Saturday yeah. morning. It's actually really nice. It's a nice ritual. Yeah. Um, lovely. And I like that mm-hmm. I have that because that's like the only thing probably I read in like yeah. physical paper. Yeah. Um, wow, that's great. I mean, I mm. guess we should go to Clits of the Week. Oh, yeah. Clits of the last six months, I suppose, as mm. well. Um, I mean, you go – you start – because like literally my mind and my – Everything is blank. Like, yeah. I can't think of anything I've enjoyed. Mm, what about that Pride and Prejudice recording? Yeah, but that's not like a new <laughs> thing. That's, <laughs> that's just a, something that's, that's like entrenched. That's a weekly one. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing's coming to mind. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. loved Minari, I suppose. Yeah, oh, I still haven't seen it. Oh, my God. That's my favorite film. And randomly, I was getting mm-hmm. interviewed for this, like, study by DFAT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about, like, Korean Australians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end, I brought up Minari and I was uh-huh. like, yeah, like, I feel like there was like such a, s- like the females in that film, like yeah. really showed to me, or maybe proud to be mm-hmm. Korean is yeah. that like, they were so strong and they withstood so much and they were yeah. so resilient. Um, so I think that for me is something like so important because then yeah. I linked it to all those like shootings that went down and like Korean women that were killed mm-hmm. and like, just like so much. And I like, it's so nice to see like positive representations or like positive depictions where they're not getting like killed or sexualized i suppose yeah yeah um so i really enjoyed minari and mm. that video of him accepting video. the award oh my god no i cried that watching that was like i literally watch that all the time i don't understand so like when he sad. starts crying on command like when he does a little hand like oh my goodness i'm sorry <laughs> it's so sweet <laughs> that's it's when so um alan kim accepts the mm-hmm. award for like so best critics choice yeah Yeah. (laughs) this like really small award but he was like this seven-year-old that played the main guy and he was like um i'd like to thank and then he like he begins oh oh my god i'm sorry (laughs) why is it sad (laughs) it's so sad i'm like he's got such emotional depth i'm like as a 10 year old or nine year old (laughs) whatever he is i would not be crying as happiness Oh, but you'd be so overwhelmed. Yeah, Every he was just overwhelmed. He's definitely overwhelmed. And oh like goodness, that's so I'm much to take as a seven-year-old. Yeah. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> True. That I really enjoyed that. That was my favorite yeah. video. That's your clip of the week. That's that my clip of the decade because that was my favorite <laughs> film. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen it. I'll watch it in the next few weeks, I reckon. If it's still at Nova. Oh, it will be. It's timeless. <laughs> um, I saw Promising Young Woman. I want to talk to you about that because yeah. what you and I are fans of The Crown, fans uh-huh. of Emma Corrin, fans of can't remember the play, woman that plays Camilla, but she's a director. Emerald of Promising, Fennell, yeah, yeah, she's the director of Promising Young Woman, which is really interesting because obviously that film, I personally have mm-hmm. seen more criticism criticism yeah. than praise, uh-huh. but it has been nominated for best 
Yeah. Picture, best. Yeah, best. It's director. a lot. Yeah, it's been nominated for a bunch of stuff. Especially in this, um, the SAGs and yeah, the Golden Globes. And the Golden Globes. And the, uh, the Oscars soon. I think the Oscars. Okay, so I, I had I guess it. we can do another Oscar episode. Well, yeah, but I think the nominations, I don't know if they're out. I oh, yeah, they did come out. They did. So I Promising think. Young Woman is definitely nominated because I remember yeah. I looked it up. Um, promising the father woman. Judas and Black Messiah, the trial of Chicago uh-huh. Seven, which I think is just on Netflix, so we could yeah. do like a Netflix party. Yeah, No Bad Land, which I want to see, which Great is Francis McDormand, and Sound movie. of Metal and yeah. Mank. Mank. Okay, that's the new David Fincher. Okay, um, and <laughs> I really like Minari. David Fincher actually, and Sex Minari. Central. And Minari. Okay, and Promising Young Woman is nominated. Yeah, these are the best pitches. Okay, see that. Mm, I mean, that doesn't surprise me actually at all, but. I didn't like it. I thought it was like not a good well, movie. Well, everyone just, the people that I've spoken to are like, it just reaffirmed p- probably mm-hmm. what it was trying to go against. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't even dislike it on political ground so much as I thought it was like badly constructed. Okay. Interesting. Because um, I want to watch it, but I might just like. And I thought, I feel wait like. Wait it's a bit more accessible. Yeah. I feel like the best kind of art can have a really strong moral core and um, even political core depending sometimes on what the film is without kind of moralizing or or making its audience feel stupid and mm. I think that film didn't do it it seemed to me super morally confused super aesthetically confused as well it was filmed in this like super digital kind of blockbuster type style that I don't think made any real aesthetic sense for the movie um, the ending was kind of clever, you know, if anyone has seen it, will be able to recognise that, like it had a, a good kind of cathartic ending, but I found it really disconcerting because the, the subject matter was something that I think warranted a level of emotional depth that just wasn't there. Mm. Like it was really, like the, the plot, if you thought about the plot objectively, it was incredibly dark and sorrowful and tragic and like I think just because of the tone it, it didn't carry any of that I didn't think it was a good movie mm. but I did see Nomadland and I love that okay well I've got no comments because mm. I haven't seen either but I want to see both so hopefully we'll do that in the next few weeks yeah. um now that I'm like not <laughs> a walking like <laughs> yeah disease um perfect well, I guess like we will want to talk more on books, but mm. we might do like an episode where we do a more literary discussion. Yeah. I think today was a lot more like well, yeah, we talked about we jumped a few around books a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you listened to the new Lana album? I have not. Lana Del Rey. I'm fan? not a Lana Del Rey fan at all. Like oh, I'm probably like okay. the antithesis to Lana Del Rey <laughs> in every way, shape, or form. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I know you love her. <laughs> I like her. I don't know. I just see Lana Del Rey and I'm like, oh, sigh. Fair enough. I see. I see why you would have that opinion. I just think like it just never resonated mm. with me. You didn't go through a Lana Del Rey phase. Never as a, as a teen. Never. And also that like the mm-hmm. whole letter she did where she was like naming all these like women of color. Oh yeah. I was just like, babes, you did not need to do that. I'm actually <laughs> excited for the Taylor Swift mm. Fearless Vault to be released though because that was my favorite album of hers. Oh yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think there's a maybe there's some crossover, but I think. In some ways, there's a dichotomy between girl, <laughs> girl, 
girls who, not that there's, but oh, obviously there's sure. other options, but girls who had a Lana Del Rey moment at 14 and girls who had a Taylor Swift moment at 14. Oh, yeah. I was like so yeah. pure. <laughs> you were a Taylor Swift girl. Oh, through and through. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they were like the only albums that I would listen to start to finish me. So Fearless, her self-titled <laughs> album, Red. Yeah. And 1979, and then I never. I then I dropped off for Reputation and everything else. Yeah, so I, I haven't even listened to folklore. Of you. Well, I haven't even listened. I don't know. I'm oh, just out of it now. Actually, okay. Yeah. Well, mm, wouldn't know. <laughs> time for music these days. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to music much? Like on when you're. Yeah, I listen to a lot of music, but it's never. It's never. There's no pattern or r- yeah. way to it. It's more I listen <laughs> to like. Just random songs. Yeah. That yeah, it's <laughs> just I'm random songs. I am so random with yeah. music. Like, if I were to go into my like recent searches on Spotify, mm-hmm. which I won't, but <laughs> they're so weird. <laughs> I'll take your. I word actually for love it. soundtracks. I always, I'm like always listening to the Devil Wears Prada soundtrack. Great the soundtrack. I may destroy you soundtrack. Uh-huh. The um, the Marie Antoinette soundtrack is, is that great, good? Yeah, because I also love the Moonlight soundtrack mm-hmm. and fuck, what's that? The Zoe Kravitz show. The High Fidelity. Yeah, that's a great I, that's soundtrack. That's a great soundtrack. So I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm the hoe for like that. curated soundtracks. Yeah. And it <laughs> takes you back. Yeah, that too, I think. I'm like, oh. <laughs> the work Good is done times, for me. Because yeah. I think there's like different, like when you listen to a soundtrack, opposed yeah. to like an album or a playlist, uh-huh. the soundtrack it can be really random and yeah. share like different emotions. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess anything could do that, but I guess it's a little out of vogue to like listen to a whole album now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because of Spotify. Because of Spotify. Anyway, we need to wrap this up. We are like yeah. 39 minutes over our allotted time, <laughs> but we know no one else is coming. <laughs> Sorry, yet, haters. Um, so it's fine. Yeah. And I'm getting really drowsy. So fair oh you God. are. You're sick, what? Oh, I just saw someone walk past. <laughs> but like in the car park you missed oh, it. That's in that eerie. little square and I was oh, like stretching. Anyway, Don't so all good. Know, uh, no. Don't wait.